With Toby McKinnon in the host chair and Dan Malecki uh, in his host chair, we're up to race five in the Friday form panel, the Alabar Victoria Sires Classic. An interesting race, this, Dan. And I thought to myself last night, you know, Aaron Dunn with these three-year-olds, I reckon he ran third with Silent Major in a Vic Bread final. He won with Bondale Lockdown. He ran third with Hot Deal in a Vic Bread and third with Little Louie in a Vic Bread. Well, I was close, so I looked it up, of course. Silent Major ran fourth, and Little Louie's was a breeder's crown only a couple of weeks ago. So I was sort of right and sort of wrong and sort of on the right track. He's done an amazing job with these horses and I think here, little Louie is the one to beat. He was excellent in that Breeders' Crown final. Yeah, look, I, I, I reckon I've seen him go better, though. I, I mean, it was a, a solid run. He did have the barrier draw. He had good gates through the, uh, the Breeders' Crown uh, series. It probably didn't have the depth of a lot of other three-year-old finals, but the horses that run... Well, certainly the horse that won was very good, and final collect is a good measuring stick. Um, look, I think he's in the mix here. I, I, um, I, I just thought with an awkward draw, he might be able to utilise his gate speed. There's a bit of gate speed there, and um, have you got an idea of who who might be in front by the first turn? Oh, I think I think he'll be in front by the first turn. Oh, cool night doesn't seem to have a lot of gate speed. I'm not sure about Madigan. Our Vincent can goes a little bit of gate speed, but. I had him as the uh, leading on the first turn. I do have uh, this, my notes here. Uh, he's a 27.5, so he's about the same gate speed as our Vincent can go, So, but I think he'll press on and our Vincent can go will let him get there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, if that's the case, I, I like our Vincent uh, can go. Um, he comes out of a strong form race. He was held up there. He wouldn't have got that close to them, but um, he never really got a chance to have clear room in the race that better eclipse one at Bendigo. It was a strong race. Older horses. Um, he's going well. He performs well on the pegs. Melton performances prior were terrific. Mm. He's got a really good chance here. The Barry draw is significant. Um, if the race plays out the way that you'd suggested, with Little Louie maybe getting to the front, which is, I, I thought, a, a likely scenario without being definite because there's a lot of different form lines here. Uh, Madigan's the most interesting runner because mm-hmm. um, he's got uh, so lightly raced um, and the spacing between his runs, he, he hadn't uh, raced since December before winning first up at Shepparton impressively, and then a gap before winning very impressively at Bendigo. Uh, he's definitely got a motor, nice horse. I reckon he can measure up, but I don't know where he sits. Um, and again, a different form line as well, which makes it a, a good race. And then you've got the runners on the back row, particularly the Phillies, uh, Paradise Valley, Chinchilla and Ludacris. They've all got to be good chances. But the boys have got the head start on the girls here. And um, I'm going with our Vincent can go, number one. One from five. Paradise Valley, I thought her last run was a bit plain, but yeah, performances yeah. prior were very good. She's got a terrific turn of foot, so she'd need a bit of pace on. A strong tempo would suit her better. I've got her in the mix. And naturally, Madigan as well, one, five, 13 and two. I don't think our Vincent Kango needs to be leaders back. I think the, the race is almost on Jack Law's racket, isn't it? He may hold the front, and if he does, I think you're just as happy as him sitting on Little Louie's back, aren't you, Dan? So either way, I yeah, think you're absolutely. pretty happy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I thought if Little mm. Louie does lead, our Vincent Kango's got to be in a perfect spot. And um, if Vincent Kango does uh, lead, he won't be disadvantaged. I'm trying to find the horse that's going to sit parked. 
And there might be some horses that do it, but no one's going to be really putting extensive pressure on him. I wouldn't have thought. Can you find that horse if our Vincent Co. led? led um, is there a you know something would have to fire up? I would imagine there uh, and over race to put extensive pressure on. If he led, he might really get a really cheap run. I agree hundred percent with that. The other, another knee end, Dan from leaders back or three back the fence. I, you, you would be a place chance, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a solid, solid performances right through the Breeders' Crown, and this time getting a, a peg line draw, contract through behind the speed, and it would be one you'd have to consider putting in your exotic bets. Yeah, don't think he'll win the race at any in any way shape or form but yeah definitely uh the third and fourth place in particular in those exotics as you mentioned race six the gordon rothica memorial championship final it's an intriguing race this race and i don't know i, I know vmg mccray worked to the front last week and she looked so impressive i just don't think it's going to happen again this week i'm not sure where the pressure is going to come from for her though, Dan. Do you think she just wins or is it more than that? There's a lot of talented individuals on the second row here. Look, there is, but both heat winners last week were emphatic. Uh, VMG McRae was terrific. So I think you'll go with what was successful for her last week and that was to push forward. She's now, uh, the confidence she's got out of winning that race at Bendigo and that was there for everyone to see last week, was able to do a bit of work in the early stages and then still power away. Um, drawing the front line, I still see that as an advantage than drawing the back row. So I think you've got to go with it. Most of these horses she beat last week, and if she didn't beat them, her main danger beat them in mag mag magnetic terror. And again, comprehensively. I'm going magnetic terror because I was with him last week, but I think they're the main two. Uh, 10 Magnetic Terror, um, he'll probably have to go and make his own luck and then potentially sit without cover, but he's a good sit sprinter as well. If that, if they went slow, uh, Kate would probably have to go around them and sit parked. I don't think she'll have any problem doing that, but if there's a genuine tempo on, that would suit Magnetic Terror as well. So 10 on top, 7 the hardest to beat, VMG McRae. I thought they were clearly the best two. Coravelli Star's got room for improvement, but clearly he wasn't getting around some of those turns last week. Mm. It might be simple changes for Andy Gath to make at the moment, but it might be too big a step up uh, to improve from... Because he was going to run seventh on the home turn, yeah. and then he up the home straight battled through to run third. So uh, I've got him in the mix. The race might be run a little bit differently, uh, but I couldn't uh, have him above Magnetic Terra on last week's performances. And, uh, and I think Illawong Awesome from that good gate has to be um, uh, respected as well. So 10 from 7 primarily and then 12 and 1. Now, I'm not sure why, but I'm with the 11 Franco novelist. I think if, you, if we're going to get $16 or somewhere in that vicinity, he's a great each way play. If, if I had have told you last week he'd be $16 in the final, I think you would have probably said to me, Dan, oh, I'll have a little nibble at that already, thank you. He just... He was okay. They really, VMG McRae really dashed home. And I suppose here I'm banking on one of the two Andy Gath horses getting around to the chair and putting a bit of pressure on a VMG McRae. And then if the other one comes around three wide late and Alan Tormey gets a card up into the race, I think we might see Franco Novelis at his best. And if he goes around in any more than about $6, $7, I think, I think he's, a, he's a good each way play, Franco Novelis, Dan. Yeah, look, before, I thought it was a bit disappointing last week, though, Toby. Um, unless you can pull apart last week's run as to why he went um, a, a bit plain. Um, 
I'm, I'm not so sure because his two runs prior to that were very good. He's only lightly raced. I know Luke Bryan thinks a lot of him. We had a chat to Alan Tormey who was mm. um, full of praise for the horse, but I thought he underperformed last week. So uh, is it just a matter of forgiving or you're confident you've got a reason why he can improve? Well, the 28-2, 27-7, what, what do we expect him to do? Run home in 28-2, and get to within five metres of VMG McRae, that, that's where my head's at with him. I, okay. It, it, if they so, got, so if they work during the race and he runs home in a similar manner to what he did last week and they, that last quarter's 29, I think you'll get pretty close to winning the race. But oh, it, okay. VMG McRae gets there and just gets away with a soft middle half. He's not going to win the race. Okay. Well, he, he was without the, the cover, wasn't he? But it yeah. was more that he didn't finish off the race. But you, you've made that case uh, in a perhaps a bigger field. Getting cover might be key, and we might see him find the line better. And a final too, which uh, changes things that little bit. Uh, right. Well, we do race seven. Yeah, let's do race seven. Won't matter if we're a bit late for the 11.30 news. The Lifestyle Communities Trot. She's an interesting race this Dan, I think... I don't, and you. I reckon you'll agree. Every single horse can win this race. Every single one of them, you can make a case for. So, uh, you can give me any tip yeah. you like, here, Dan. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you <laughs> that it's a tough race. Yeah. Um, Kai Valley Hotspur is going well. Tristan Larson has the drive here. I think Egret's a quality mare. I've gone for the two horses. I would put down as the class runners, but that's. Not to take any away for, uh, from yeah. the opposition. Uh, I've tipped eight, nine, two naked ambition. Um, was just an inch away or even less from uh, getting the prize of good odds last week. And um, and uh, I've put in uh, good old Hammers Law as well. I thought he was terrific. Uh, eight, nine, two and ten. But you're right. There's, there's a lot of chances here. I'm not certain the race will run a certain way. And even if it is, they're going to finish in a clump, aren't they? <laughs> What did you say Naked Ambition was? Just an inch away. Yeah, okay. Uh, that could have been embarrassing. Uh, look, <laughs> if, you've going, if you're going 8, 9, 2 and 10, Royal Charlotte's got to be a chance. She'll hold up early and be on the pegs and can finish off along the inside. I just think the pennies dropped a little bit with Ebony's Avenger. She's got good tactical... And went around at stall last week, the penny drops. Uh, the pen- yes, he did, yes. Uh, and he's spoken to Ebony's Avenger, and uh, he had a chat to her, actually. They were stabled near each other a couple of months ago, and I just think, I know she won a two-year-old size stake, so it's bizarre to say that, but she's got good tactical gate speed now. I'm confident in her getting away off the gate. She probably works to the pegs initially. Golden Sunset could work to the front, and if we see the horse at Golden Sunset's promised, she could roll to the lead and just run these off their legs. Central Otago has to be included. He could float across into a beautiful spot and end up with cover. Hot the Trot was brilliant in Queensland, uh, was good in Queensland and in the Great Square, and uh, has been pretty good here since. And it uh, doesn't matter what the driver weighs. Uh, for those on Twitter, will know what I'm talking about there. And I do agree. It's 90% in their ability and 10% in their weight. And the horse I will be tipping is Anywhere Hugo. He was pretty good two starts back. He got checked last week, lost 20 metres. He ran home in 159 his last mile last week. Chris Sinocio never urging him, never pushing him. I expect we might get 50, 60 to 1 anywhere here you go. And if that's the case, you just couldn't let him go around at those odds without a little something on him. Uh, let's get to some 11.30 news. 
Uh, and we'll come back with two more races to get through. The IRT pace, the Waste Sense Trot, and without notice, uh, we might be able to have a little chat about the Inter-Dominion and get Dan's thoughts as well.